0: aim at little higher podcast episode eight you know if you if you have an idea that people are telling you no but you really do believe it and you believe it's going to make a positive difference then what is to harm you know in giving it a go you have got nothing to lose but you've got some long long nights you know questioning it if you don't do it
1: You're locked into Aim a little higher podcast where we interview inspirational individuals every Monday and Wednesday and answer your questions every Saturday to help turn your potential into result, results. I know you're going to dig this. Introducing your host. He was an Olympic torchbearer, Pete Jones's National Entrepreneur of the Year and motivational speaker. Kamal Hyman. Hello and welcome to the Aim a Little Higher podcast. It's boy Kamal Hyman and it is my absolute pleasure to introduce today's guest. He is the founder of Careers Box and National Careers Week which invites young people to find out more information about careers rather than just depend on that single careers advisor we all had at school. Um, personal friend of mine worked with Nick over the last year or so and it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show so ladies and gentlemen welcome Nick Newman welcome to the show
0: yeah I should have brought tinned kind of applause shouldn't I with me today nice to be here (laughs) (laughs) no
1: thank you for coming on to the show How, how are you firstly
0: I am very good thanks yep very good indeed awesome
1: absolute pleasure to have you on the show and how's the family all well, yes,
0: yeah, We're finally um, getting sort of having got Sunday tea out the way. Now it's kind of chill time. So, hence, you know, we grab this quiet time now <laughs> <Beautiful>. <laughs> while we can.
1: Yeah, tell me about it. And I always like to ask this question actually when it comes to like people like yourselves with families. How do you do you have like a system for managing your work life balance?
0: Um, do you know what? It's, I, I'm a true believer in chaos theory. I love chaos. And actually, kind of for me, I don't care if it's someone practicing the trumpet next door while I'm trying to do something or, you know, they're perf- trying to do some kind of dramatical performance and drag you into it. it it's totally cool by me. You know, nice. I think you have to be flexible.
1: Nice. Love it. So it's just freedom. Be creative.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. I mean, obviously, if the trumpet's in my ear, you know, I might have a slightly <laughs> different opinion and reaction.
1: <laughs> awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. So the yeah, A Little Higher movement, you know, it's all about setting solid foundations. And we say, don't chase your dreams, build them. So I want to find out a bit about your foundation. You know, What were you like as a young child?
0: Um, very interesting. I, I was a, a single child, so I didn't kind of have any brothers or sisters. So for me, I suppose, you know, imagination was one of the very first kind of what I would call skills that I started to to really indulge myself in and and develop, you know, from you just had to, you know, I spent quite a lot of time um, on my own, probably sort of growing up. So yeah, no, it was, you know, I started to really learn how to enjoy that time of just myself and my imagination. So um, I guess those are my sort of my early thoughts.
1: Awesome. So the creativity was almost necessary for you
0: yeah totally uh you know i was into my little soul just playing on the carpet i used to you know showed my age but back in the day the big game was Sabutio. so you know i'd even set it all up and just you know play against myself you know and kind of do the whole crowd thing and the commentary you know okay. yeah <laughs> you yeah, know i was totally into all of that
1: awesome awesome and what education route did you take i mean national careers week is aimed at people you know looking at different routes of education and figuring out what career what what personal route did you take
0: Yeah, you know, that is, I suppose, the ultimate question, you know, it's kind of like, how do you get to where you are? Is is it anything to do with the decisions you made kind of at that level? And, and I suppose one of my passions is, you know, I will get around, honestly, to answer the question in a second. But One one of my passions is actually saying, you know, look, far too much pressure going on kids at secondary level, you know, they have no idea, many of them of what they want to do or what they will go on to do. You know, it's such a different world out there, the future, you know, they'll have many jobs, you know, many jobs at the same time. Time. it's just going to be a different world and so i think we're still stuck in this old kind of locked in victorian way and and it's what drove me on to answer your question then because you know i had poor careers advice and you know i, I just felt oh. i was getting no guidance and everything was geared to just you know you had to go on to university or you're a failure yeah. and i suppose i've always been a bit of a rebel and i just thought no you yeah. know i'm not having any of this you know i i will determine and, and try and choose as much of my own path as i can
1: okay so what age did that hit you? Was that kind of while at, at in secondary school? Was that during college? When did you kind of... Yeah, no, I suppose I became
0: away? a bit of a rebel in, in secondary. Um, and, and that's when, you know, perhaps I wasn't the easiest person to get on to. I think many at the time, if they're truthful, probably said, you know, I was far too cocky and probably too argumentative. <laughs> but it was only because I couldn't find my place, you know, in education, in that school environment. I did, wasn't switched on by a lot of the academic subjects, you mm-hmm. know, that I couldn't relate to them. So you know, I, that, that became my driver, you know, it was actually the escapism, you know, the creativity and, you know, that's why I love the kind of work that you guys are doing and other people out in the field that is geared towards enterprise and confidence and building kind of the personal skills because, you know, that's what I could have really done with as a kid myself. So, you know, I, I've taken a lot longer, I believe, to get where I am today, probably because of that kind of, you know, multiple false starts.
1: Yeah. Got you. So that means you did. So secondary school up to year 11, I take it
0: yeah 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 so you know and i did the classic you know my day it was gcse's and then did the a level route then i tried to get into university of sussex and didn't get the grades a a passion of mine is history and almost that's where a lot of my escapism came from as a kid as well It's kind of yeah just reading these pictorial books you know about all the different stages in you know the country's history and and i got a real passion for it and i was lucky to have kind of an uncle that used to take me around you know places of interest and 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 i still have that passion pass that down to my kids kind of now but you know they, those kind of academic subject passions were few and far between when I was at secondary school so oh, yeah. it kind of got to trying to find a place at uni and, and I really wanted to do the history course at University of Sussex and couldn't get on the course because my level results weren't good yeah. enough in the end, fell in love with Brighton. So I thought, well, I'll go to Brighton Poly instead, which <laughs> I can stay in the same place, you know. So okay. um, that's kind of, you know, there was no other design. I just found a course. I did it completely the wrong way around. You know, I just said, there's a place I want to be. Um, now find a course, at a college where I can get in and be in that place. Um, so, you know, we're talking about advice during this podcast. and That is not a bit of advice <laughs> I would give anybody else. <laughs> got Learn from my bruises.
1: <laughs> got you. And so well, you all about enterprise as well. So what was your first job?
0: Right, okay. Well I mean I started really got a taste for work very early on in just doing Saturday jobs. You know, nowadays they're they're few and far between for kids. So, you know I feel really sorry for them. Um but yeah, I just put myself about. I worked in a butcher's for you know, for a year doing Saturdays, getting up at the crack of dawn and and doing stuff that, you know, I wouldn't do today for sure. Um, But, but, in that, I had to, you know, I got used to having to work in a team. I got used to taking orders and doing what I was told, which, you know, it, it, that is a discipline in itself, a self-discipline that you learn. Um, and, and then dealing with the public, with money, you know. So I suppose, you know, I look back and I did learn so much from those Saturday jobs. And that's why I'm such a passionate advocate of work experience. And, uh, you know, I think it's a must, you know, for every, for every young person.
1: Nice. So not doesn't even necessarily have to be something you want to do long term, but get some kind of work experience while you're young to start building up your skills and learning to deal with people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, it, and it's funny, I was having a conversation today back in the car with um, my 14 year old daughter. And I said, do you know what? I think it should be compulsory that every young person, certainly say between 13 and 15, does X amount of time um, volunteering and, and I think to me that's the key you know I was talking to her about you know she's saying oh I can't get Saturday jobs I said, go and volunteer you know actually you know go and do something that you get a double bubble out of you know A you're helping a good cause and B you will pick up you know lots of skills that you won't even recognise until you, you know you're old and ugly like me so <laughs> you know it, it's funny that you know we kind of had that conversation and I didn't even think about the you know consciously at the time the relevance of it to sort of you know to, to this interview but you know, when, when a young person of that age says back to you, you know, how on earth am I going to get any work experience, you know, yeah. especially when they're stuck in a school where, you know, the, the whole, I suppose the whole measure of success for that school and that head teacher is how many people are going on to HE, you know, yeah. and, and if that becomes the driver, then suddenly everything else takes a back seat.
1: Yeah, 100%. Can you remember what your careers advisor told you you should be?
0: Yeah, I think it was a I think, you know, I've got to be careful here, you know, because this test still exists out there. You know? <laughs> so, I'm, I'm you know, I'm not going to go and land someone in it, but I did a, a well-known test that is available now in many schools. Yep. <laughs> um multiple choice and I think at the end of it it said, "Yes, you, you should be a travel agent or something." Oh, and wow. I know and and you know, and I just looked at this and I thought you know, I've I got a real distaste for kind of psychometric testing right there and then. You yeah. know, I thought this this is crazy. You know, it's like the computer says, no, you know, well, the computer's not going to tell me anything. You know, <laughs> you know yeah, this no, is this is an academic output, you know, based on a few questions that, you know, a, a, a few kind of professionals have said, yes, that will best sum up a character. You know, it, yeah. it's it's ludicrous.
1: <laughs> I got told I should be a barrister. Yeah, oh, well, I... <laughs> perhaps you should have taken that advice out. i know right <laughs> no, i'm too i'm too eccentric but i'm too like too too energetic i think i'd be an awful embarrassed. i'd be like bouncing around getting a bit too intimate so do you have any significant or surprising achievements that you think have helped on your journey um yeah that's an interesting
0: one because i you know as i am having this interview with you I've got the TV on mute but I'm looking at FA Cup highlights and actually my other hat on I coach an under nine football team and have done for a few years now to up through the age groups and you know what I take a lot out of things like that it's a kind of a passion of my football noise has been but I suppose, you know, some of the skills and some of my personal development, you know, is completely associated and attributed to, to those experiences out there in the park, you know, all weathers, you know, with a yeah. bunch of kids, you know. So, so, yes, that's quite kind of random, but, you know, it's, it's the best answer I can probably give.
1: Awesome. And you are an Arsenal fan, right? No, that is definitely not right. You
0: know that is not right. <laughs> I am definitely a Man United fan, and before everyone says prawn sandwiches and, and champagne, Charlie, um, I remember the days of Stuart Pearce and Gordon Hill when we were down in the the old second division. So yeah, I've been with oh, you a long a time. Proper Man
1: United fan, not, not not one of these glory hunters. You, you no. followed them from even
0: though even though you can got kind of get a, a tinge of my Hackney accent, you know, which probably you know, there's probably about fifteen percent of of the old faithful come up from london
1: got you got you <laughs> oh dear well, well we'll work on converting you over to arsenal one yeah, day. you can try one. it <laughs> so can you take us back to the exact moment when you discovered what you were passionate about um do you know what i don't think there
0: is a moment you know i know it's kind of you know, it makes great story when someone says, "You know, it was this moment. I was walking on the street. You know, this hit this me. car hit me, and suddenly everything <laughs> flashed by." And you know, no, I didn't have that hallelujah moment. You know, I think it has just been an accumulation of finding, trying to find what I enjoy doing through life. Mm-hmm. And as I go on this journey, I just accumulate all of the things that I like doing and try and discard the things that I don't like doing. So. You know, we get to a default position of hopefully, you know, at the end of the day, you're only doing the things you like and enjoy doing. And and in a sense, then that is your passion. Your passion is to want to get up in the morning. Your passion is, you know, wanting to enjoy what you do. And, And I'm just lucky enough that. I kind of have been a bit rebellious and just thought I can make a difference. I don't need to listen to bad advice. You know, I yeah. can, this is in my own hands. I can do things. I can change things, you know? And whilst I think and believe I can change things and can demonstrate that, you know, I will keep getting up in the morning, you know, happy chappy
1: and, and getting on with it. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love that. Learn what you love, discard what you don't like.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think it's a really simple rule, you know?
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. Absolutely love it. And did you ever create kind of a vision of what you wanted that that kind of job role to be? Or was it a case of, I love doing this, I'm passionate about careers, let me now pour that into into the young people of the UK?
0: It, it's a good question. I mean, I think when I realized that I could do a few things that I enjoyed doing that were also making a positive difference. I mean, Careers Box kind of in the making is like, I suppose 11, 12 years old at the moment. But the concept I'd had, you know, 10 years before that and actually did a VHS video version when VHS wow. was about and got those <laughs> delivered into schools. and uh, So it kind of, I suppose I got the bug, you know, my first proper job um, out of college was at a publishing company in Cambridge, real old school called Hobson's and they were great guys. They were kind of well known as educational publishers and I suppose there I learned a lot, you know, in a few years I would learned a hell of a lot. I learned about careers, what it was all about and Suddenly, I suppose, there wasn't the light-going-on moment that we talked about, but that was an era, I think, in my life where I did see something. I thought, you know what? I had rubbish careers advice. Oh, this is good stuff that I'm looking at here. Why didn't I get this? And, And after a few years of working there, I said... This is great. You're doing all this careers publishing stuff in in book form, but you know what about doing videos? This is what you know people would want to see in school. They, uh, bring it alive, you know. And they were just so traditional publishing. They just said, Nick, look, you're mad. You know, we're <laughs> we're publishers. You know, we're, we're not video producers. You know, yeah. and so but we could do this. And I tried to convince them. They wouldn't have it. And so I left. I left a perfectly good job. Um, I can remember going to see a business advisor, one of the old business kind of quangos, and they said the best advice we can give is go back to your old job. And, wow. and that just made me even more determined. I from can imagine. I just said, you know, you've got to be joking. So I kind of made it happen. And that was really almost the start of Careers Box. It kind of, it, it sprang from there as a passion and an idea. And now I suppose the passion is how can I keep making stuff and producing stuff which can have a positive impact, you know, with young people.
1: Wow. So you were in that role, saw it, loved it, thought I know how to bring it to the 21st century and make it. Really reach people. Yeah. That idea was rejected. You then went to an advisor who told you the best yeah. advice is to go yeah. back. I know a government advisor tells you that, wow. and
0: then you know I wouldn't say no. And we created careers box, and and Amazing. that was the first time anyone had created any careers videos and put them online and made them free for young people. You know, so you know it's kind of it's not job done; it was job started, but. It was kind of almost, you know, two fingers up to you know the establishment and what everyone had been telling me.
1: Wow! And you started a, a massive ball rolling because there are some <laughs> that now you know yeah. there's people like like myself, people like um, your careers boxing national careers week, where it's a national thing now. It's actually noticed and people are taking more more kind of you know advice from it and really building into it. It's amazing that that's where I, it came from. I never knew
0: that. Well, I'll make you laugh even more. I mean you know you remember i'm old enough we were right there at the the start of the of the web the the kind of the commercial web um certainly been based in Cambridge, surrounded by a lot of internet companies. And I can remember us doing early experiments with video, and it was just clogging up all the bandwidth. It just wasn't <laughs> working. And, you know, when I was saying, how small can we make the picture? Can we do it in black and white? You know, how can we make the stream? Yeah. And, you know, and I'm sitting there with technologists just scratching their head and saying, Nick, this is not what the internet is designed for. It is, <laughs> no, you know, it is not, in, it's not designed for web and wow. for video. It's, it's for information. It's for information. You know, Someone and I'm said- saying, the internet is
1: not designed for video no exactly wow wow you 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 basically invented youtube (laughs) yeah yeah exactly i'll tell you i've got a
0: story about that as well i went to see some guys and i will name them i went to see this organization called film east and they were based up in norwich and i had this idea about uh 20 years ago and again just at the cusp of internet and saying we what we should have is a massive video platform that's for people that make film but aren't oh famous. And they said, "Who on earth would want to watch that?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> so wow. there you go. Wow, you're you're ahead of your time. I was ahead of your time. There's <laughs> all young
0: bucks have all overtaken now. You know, at the moment, I'm just kind of doing what I can.
1: That's amazing. So it, it does, There is a recurring theme here of. You know, you're saying you were raised as, a, as an only child and had to be creative and imaginative, and then you got into a job role and you could have a bigger vision for what it could be, and everyone else was sort of saying, No, not yet, not yet, it's not possible. But you always had that creative, that imagination of there's a bigger vision, this can be bigger, I can be bigger.
0: And a belief come out, you know, I mean, a belief that I could make that difference. You know, I might not be able to do it on my own. I might need to do it, you know, with collaboration and with other good people. But we can change things, you know. And, you know, having done that, you know, I've obviously got to be a massive advocate of that, you know, in giving it a go. You have got nothing to lose, but you've got some long, long nights, you know, questioning it if you don't do it.
1: Amazing. So you had that clear vision. And what steps did you take to kind of make that vision the reality we see in front of us today?
0: well crumbs you know i I, i'm i'm persistent if nothing else so you know i hadn't produced video before um i just thought right i need to find people that do i need to understand i need to have a look at what we're dealing with i found a cameraman i had a vision you know and i said this is how i want the films to be you know we went into school and did loads of workshops you know let the kids decide what kind of production they wanted to see on 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 kind of careers video and it just spiraled from there you know so we went from Me in a crappy little office to me and another person in a crappy little office (laughs) to, you know, finally a nice chroma key studio we have, you know, down by Cambridge Station. So, you know, it's taken a long time. It's not come overnight. And to be honest, it's because I believe well, you know, this is, I suppose, where I am going to be who I am again and say it, you know, as I see it. But I believe it's almost the establishment doesn't want to see a solution into a lot of the problems that we're looking at. Mm-hmm. And and that's what does keep me going and keep me looking and journeying to find people that feel like me, you know, because if we get enough of us together, not only can we make a change, but we can make a sustaining change, we can actually make a change that, you know, is sustainable in itself. And, will be forever you know it won't just be you know through a political regime of five years or or, you know whilst you know the weather is blowing in that direction for me sustainability is absolutely key you know no point in changing something even for the better if it's just an overnight quick you know success i think you know it's about how you can put a strategy in place to make that sustainable
1: wow powerful (laughs) powerful stuff we're going to move on to the rapid round
0: Oh, no. Okay. Can I sit down at this point? Yes, you know? so I can take a <laughs> yeah. seat,
1: take a seat. <laughs> I'm going to throw a bunch of random questions at you. Okay. And, hey, just answer as honestly as you can. Okay. So, to get a bit of an idea of, you know, your day, what time do you wake up?
0: Um, if it's weekdays, I wake up at about um, quarter to seven.
1: Okay. What's one thing you do in the morning to guarantee a productive day?
0: Oh, ensure there's some good music on the radio on the drive-in.
1: Okay, make sure I on love the my to music. Yeah, you've got the right tunes pumping. <laughs> yeah, love it. If you could be any animal, which would you be and why?
0: Ah, uh, um, I think as a father with reasonably young children, I've got to say probably something like a tortoise, something that kind of hibernates. You know, for some of the year, so I get guaranteed sleep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> love it. <laughs> A tortoise, you can hibernate in guarantee. sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. What's your favourite dessert?
0: Um, Favourite dessert? Ah, okay. I'm a sucker for a good cheesecake, um, okay. as long as it's not strawberry.
1: Any cheesecake, <laughs> not strawberry. Yeah. Name one thing you could not go without.
0: Well, I think probably, you know, it's going to sound really bad, this, but my kids, I think, you know, it, that's the honest answer.
1: That Doesn't sound bad. That sounds beautiful. Hey, go about your kids. I love it. You're at a karaoke bar. What's your go-to song? Oh no. <laughs> okay, so this is
0: where Nick's past comes out, um, and uh, I would go straight in there, hardcore sabotage the Beastie Boys.
1: Okay. <laughs> Beastie Boys, guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're talking to an old Def Jam fan. So. Oh, yeah. awesome,
1: awesome. And tell us something most people don't know about you.
0: Whoa, that's a good one. Um. I don't know if my competitive nature comes out. I mean, it's maybe not a realisation, you know, kind of a great realisation for many. But I think they would see a different nick if they saw me on a Saturday morning, you know, coaching the under nine football team. Um, And, you know, a different side of me comes out. Um, I love sport. I am extremely competitive and yeah, only gave up five aside myself, you know, about three or four years ago. So, oh, wow. yes, I do get irate. And, you know, most people leave the room when I'm watching football on the tally. OK, <laughs>
1: so you've got a, bit, a kind of hidden <laughs> Sir Alex in you. Yes, yeah, something like that. But I, I try to be
0: fair on the kids. You know, it's about encouragement at that young age.
1: And winning. Yeah, well, <laughs> only winning with a smile. Come out. If we can't you can't
0: win with a smile, I will take whatever result.
1: Got you. Love it. You've got you've got the competitiveness in there, but you still care. Yeah. Beautiful. (laughs) What's your most effective daily habits?
0: um, okay. I think we kind of touched on one before. So um, it probably starts with having enough time for that solitary shower in the morning. The first kind of wake up moment, just kind of start to think about what may be ahead for that day. I'm definitely not one for looking at the diary you know, too far in advance and thinking about all the things in front of me, you know, I break big things down into little things. And that's how I actually do what I do and and, and make big things happen. It's by just building the smaller blocks. So that's very much my kind of philosophy. So it starts off with that shower and just thinking about the day and trying to just think about it in order Um, but really the thing that hones it is the drive, you know, I'll be you know, I'm kind of like a a sort of a some loony at the wheel, you know, trying to find the right music on because I know it's kind of, it's got a, the the mood I get out of the car is the mood that sets my day and you know, I've been known to sit in the car you know, outside for, you know, five minutes or so
1: because I'm just enjoying that tune, (laughs) enjoying that moment, you know Awesome, awesome so that shower that right playlist you're good to go yeah awesome what's your biggest distraction um biggest
0: distraction is myself i think you know by very nature you know you've got if you're going to succeed at anything you've really got to start with your faults and you know so early on i kind of pinpointed a lot of my faults so i could sort of protect myself more um and one of the big faults is you know, I can be a bit of a butterfly brain, you know, it's like I'm so into creativity, so into kind of ideas. And I don't I can't even walk down the street without like looking at a post box and thinking, why is that like that? You know, come on, Gosh. surely it could be different by now. And, and that is exhausting. But it's kind of how I play it out. And, and that kind of keeps me sane, in fact, in a lot of ways. So um, I'm not sure I'm answering your question. It sounds but...
1: like shiny objects in
0: it is a bit you know it, it is a bit of that, and and I do and that 's why I so rely on on people around me and over the years i 've built many teams and you know i 've carried many of those people from one team to the next um, because they know me so well and and I never employ anyone that 's got a similar skill set you know it 's always people that can bring something different to the party that I like working with so um, yeah, nice. I think you 're probably there it is that a bit of that kind of you know fireworks going off and distracting me all over the place but yeah. um I've got good people around me to kind of bring me back
1: nice nice and keep you on that one task for that day and then you know you no no no, never on one
0: task for one day can I never one task for one day <laughs> okay. no definitely not no I couldn't do that honestly that would drive me insane That's why I choose the the life balance that I do, really, I suppose, Um, because I do need that variety, because I, you know, I actually bring fresh kind of energy from myself and and in in the process of moving from one problem to another. You know, and and that's the way I kind of like to look at it. I'm faced with X amount of problems, issues. You know, how many solutions can I bring to bear that day? You know,
1: nice, nice. So it's an overall project, but then you go in with so many different methods kind of thing. Yes. Sort of sound like Batman. (laughs) go into a situation but you've got a whole toolbox of different things (laughs) ready to for the problem look if I had that car I'd be a happy chap (laughs) (laughs) sounds like it's the only thing missing so (laughs) we can go to our time travel now a time machine is created it can only take you backwards and can't bring you back but you keep all the knowledge you have now you're taken back to your 18th birthday knowing what you know now what are the first three things you would do
0: oh my god this is a twist in the brain one isn't it this one blimey oh. oh i i'm i'm instantly i mean i'm just talking without thinking i'm instantly kind of grappling with you know are there kind of you know almost are, are there really bad moments i can go back and change are there moments that were lost that you know I, i'm thinking you know the tragedy of great artists and musicians that died without knowing how they were going to affect the world you know in the future i'm thinking about wow. you know diseases that we probably could have wiped out completely had we kind of applied the right knowledge got the right people at the right place at the right time you know that's a hard one Kamal. that's really hard <laughs> wow you went From... really deep with that one. Oh, wow um i don't know i mean i have to say any you know, anyone that's it's humane would have to say where could I have saved the most lives you know looking back um, so I mean it would have to be you know stopping certain diseases you know certainly putting more resource into sorting those the understanding of those diseases out earlier um you know if we'd known what we know now how many people would die from things like cancer you know, you'd have to say you know yes. if only we could have known some of the information we know now you know back then we could have found the solution by now and that would be my number one i think i'd be really hard to kind of you know go to sort of two three and four
1: yeah nice nice i think one of yours would be and start youtube <laughs> did you notice i
0: very unselfishly went that route <laughs> yes
1: yeah Don't worry about it first answer is completely selfless that is awesome i think that sums you up <laughs> thank you sums you up well so we've talked about what you do um and you know sort of how it came about but why do you do what you do why do you wake up every morning and go and and do your role why
0: okay um I think it is because i see the difference that is being made you know the moment i do kind of look at myself in the mirror and say you're not making a difference anymore that is the time to check out you know and go do something else um so that is the simple driver you know if i honestly didn't feel that i could continue to make a positive difference in the work i do i wouldn't do it i would go choose something else you know
1: wow nice nice and for audience members who are kind of listening and thinking, you know, I'd love to do something like that. I'd love to create my own um, movement like like Nick has. What are three tips you, you'd give them? Three things they could start doing now.
0: OK, well, I'll start off with um, you are going to get more advice than you know what to do with. And having had a lot of bad advice, that would be my starting point. I would say be very careful who you get advice from and what advice you actually go and do something with. So, you know, that's number one, because there's going to be a lot of people always with an opinion around you. And, you know, not all good. Um, Secondly, believe in yourself. And I think this is critical. You know, I see so many young people with kind of poor self-esteem. And, you know, there's all sorts of complicated factors, you know, it may be, you know, extreme factors like bullying, whatever. But at the end of the day, I think, You know, I'm a firm believer that if you can be happy in yourself and and believe in yourself, you know, you can tackle anything out there. You know, it's only our inability as human beings to kind of cope with the bad scenarios we face that kind of put us into these spirals. You know, it's like we have the ability within us to overcome many, many things that we do not think we can, you know. And and that's all about self-belief, you know, and not buckling, you know, not giving in. Um, So that would be my second one. My third one. Um. now I'm I'm struggling now, definitely grappling for a third one. What <laughs> well, those, a third two one? Are,
1: those two are powerful.
0: Can I quit on that? Because, you know, again... I, think, you I know, think
1: those two are powerful enough.
0: Thank you. Definitely. You're very kind.
1: Definitely. And so, finally, before we let you go, yeah, you're stood on a stage in front of 10,000 young people, but you're only allowed to give literally one line, one piece of advice before security rush on and get rid of <laughs> you. <Yeah. laughs> What's your one word of advice for those young people?
0: Well, as I'm being dragged off the stage, I'll be heard shouting out in the car park, you can change the world, you can make a difference. Beautiful, beautiful.
1: Nick, thank you for your time. It's been an absolute honour, absolute pleasure to have you on the show i've
0: loved it i've loved it and that surprises me because i I was a little (laughs) bit nervous so you know thank you so much for making it a painless you know moment for me
1: (laughs) oh no i appreciate that i appreciate that it's an absolute pleasure and before we let you go how can our listeners get in contact with you
0: um i'm a big fan of twitter as you know and and people that probably already know me know. so at newman's words all one word that's where i'm at and you know that's where i hang out a lot so and i'm always replying to people so and i'm always happy to connect and and help wherever i can
1: awesome thank you so much ladies and gentlemen you can surround yourself with eagles or chickens and you've spent time with a true eagle today mr nick newman and myself Kamal hyman continue to aim a little higher and we will see you next time Peace. thank you so much for listening you could have been anywhere in the world doing absolutely anything listening to any show but you chose to listen to the aim a little higher podcast and i appreciate you thank you so much please be sure to like review and subscribe to the podcast and if you haven't already get over to www.aimalittlehire.com fill in your details into the form and receive your free video on how to find your passion To be in for the chance of winning a free Aim Little High shirt, get over to aimlittlehigh.com, fill out the form, and then submit your question for the Saturday Q&A. The winning questions will be answered in their very own podcast on Saturday, and you will also receive a free shirt sent directly to you.